What's good, people, and welcome back to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, The Justice Falls Experiment. Now, today's going to be a short one. Um, I don't really have much to say. It's a lot of hoopla going on, and I feel like my last topic, if you know me, you probably know what I'm going to talk about, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see when we get to it. That'll probably take up the majority of the pod, or maybe it won't. Maybe, I don't know. I've already kind of exhausted myself on that topic, but... um. I just want to start off by saying, um, welcome, welcome to the Justice Falls experiment. And, um, you can find me on Twitter at impart underscore justice, I M P A R T underscore justice, J U S T I C E. You can find me on Instagram, justice falls, justice X falls. Sorry. Most places I'm justice X falls. You can find me on Twitch. I'll be streaming. Follow me, you uh, subscribe to my gaming channel if you like it. If you're into it, check out the content. It's on uh, youtube.com slash justice Um also I have a website www.justicexfalls where it just conglomerates all of my uh content. Um yeah, check it out, check it out, check it out. Um I'm under Justice Falls on the most things, so just check me out. Um so let's just get right into it. I, I just want to quickly talk about my Comic Con twenty twenty two experience. So um, I've, I've been going to Comic-Con since, uh, probably I think 2019 or 20. I know there wasn't one in like 2020, one year they didn't have one, but I've been going since like 2019. So, um, so like three years two like three years or two years, one of them, cause one of them, they didn't have one, I believe. So, um, it's a fun experience. Like I would think even if you're not into like, like, it's not just about like, you know, nerdy shit. It's just, they have a bunch of pop culture things there like you can find something to do millions of people there go every year the cosplays are awesome it's just a fun time you can spend all day there or you can spend 10 minutes there you could spend 500 you could spend zero dollars either way you have a good time you know only thing you're paying for obviously is the ticket to get in um yeah i saw a lot of dope cosplays i saw um uh, i went to a panel that had um daryl that had daryl mack from run dmc um mc um public enemy public enemy chuck d um and then they had seth mcfarlane in there and then they had um esoteric and um the dude he works with i forgot just ogs in their own respective rights i didn't even know they had comic books that was dope to see to see them promote their comic books i'm definitely going to be supporting that you know if i like it you know i'll be checking and i'll be checking it out in the future um yeah they had good eats there a bunch of food court of big food court downstairs they have food i think they had the food trucks outside i'm, I'm not sure i didn't really go to that side this year um because i didn't enter from that side i entered from the will call side because they didn't mail me my ticket they mailed it to my old address back in the bronx so somebody whoever lives there has a random comic-con ticket that doesn't work <laughs> so yeah it was just a dope experience i went down there it was kind of like a day trip kind of vibe i wasn't even going to go because of the fact that I live all the way up here. I'm taking the train. I still got to get the whip. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just was too much of a hassle, you know? So, but I ended up going. I went down there for a little bit and I had fun and I had fun. I went down there, enjoyed myself, came back home. That was a dope day. One of the funnest days, one of the most chill, relaxing days I've had this entire year, except for like the day I moved, like the day, the first few days that I moved into this apartment, because those days were pretty chill too. Um, 
So yeah, Comic Con. I I would I would suggest like if you've been thinking about going, go, go like go. Sign up for the fan verification. Just type in NYC Comic Con 2023 fan verification, and see if you can get you get yourself an opportunity to buy some tickets. They usually be like like eighty dollars, you know. Um, and you get a whole year in advance to plan for it. So go for that. And they got you can bring the kids and all of that. So that was dope. So moving on along. There's this rapper named L.A. Reed. He sold 1,110 albums in 24 hours with people paying up to $1,000 per album. Now, that caught my eye because what that tells me is that this guy is a master level marketer and a master level um got to be a master level MC or just very, at the very least very charismatic and open. You know, and I was right about that. So there's this video by this. Uh, I mean, there's this article written by uh, Qed, Qed, I don't know. It's, it's K Q E D, um, written by Mr. Pendarius, Mr. Pendarius Harshaw. Shout out to that brother. Um, and then he said the article's titled "He Called His Shot." So, um, Vallejo, stand the fuck up. Read the first sentence. Read the first sentence of a January 27th tweet from Vallejo rapper. L.A. Russell, so that's L.A., so that's like the Bay Area, like San Francisco Bay Area, that's where he's from, um, specifically Vallejo, California, um, I hope I said that right, um, we bring bringing trophies home this year, I don't always win, but I always take the risks, they never cheer for you until you go over the fence, he, he included referencing his own lyrics, so he went on to drop three albums this year, he built a bigger fan base along the way, um, in January he had about 4,000 followers on IG, and now he has, uh, 75k as of, as of the writing of this article which was from december 6 2022 so imagine how much he has now let's actually check how much he has now um la la russell so this would be almost a year's time from when this article was uh written because i i never even heard of this guy like i i, I like i feel like when i looked at his video i'm like i might have looked at his at some of his videos before but i, I never really paid attention to the guy to be completely honest now he has over half a million followers on IG, 5, 000, 5, um, 530,000 followers. And he said, woke up to two sold-out shows. What a life. LA and Sacramento sold out. Sold tickets to Santa Cruz. Now, from what I could research, from what I researched beforehand, this guy is independent. And he um put, put a lot of his music out um by himself. He does a lot of it by himself. Um, and he's dope. Like I, I, I like when rappers for first coming up when they're still hungry, cause you could feel the bars more. Like you could feel the bars more. Like they, I feel like they take the time to be more creative and put out their best work when they're hungry. Like I feel like uh, um most artists do that. Like a J, like a J Cole or a Kanye West or something like that. Like a lot of their early work is some of their best work because it's just like it's coming from that humble. It's coming. To, it's coming from that raw humbleness and that raw hunger of wanting to wanting to make it, you know. And I just think what the guy is doing is dope. Being able to sell an album, period, is is dope. I I just made my first, um, like independent album sale. Like I um some um somebody bought one of my uh my compilation of songs on uh Bandcamp and that felt good. That felt good. To see that hit my PayPal account, that felt really good, you know. And that that was the first of many. Shout out to my my boy who who purchased the uh who purchased the music. 
um, on Bandcamp. I, I really appreciated that. Um, I don't have a song for y'all this podcast because uh, I'm actually going to be entering a contest for um, Cyberpunk 2027. You have to submit a you know Cyberpunk theme song. So right after I finish this pod, I'm gonna start working on that song, and um, hopefully I win. There's 15 winners. You get a bunch of uh, you get like you get like four thousand dollars cash. You get like a bunch of a uh, bunch of merch and swag. You get like a swag bag from of CD Projekt Red, the company that made the game, and your game is in, and and your song ends up on the game. I believe, like they're gonna promote it. I think what they're gonna do, those fifteen winners, that's gonna be a its own separate radio station in the new DLC that's coming out. Um, Liberty something. What is it called? Um, what's it called? I'm gonna type it in now. Cyberpunk DLC. Give me a second. What is it called? Phantom Liberty, Phantom Liberty. So it's a continuation of the Cyberpunk 2027 story. And I think this is going to be a radio station with all 15 winners. So I want to get up in there. I feel like I make as good as music as anybody out there, especially if it has to do with rap music, which I was going to do. I was thinking about doing a metal song, but like I, I'm not good at programming drums and I don't like waiting for people to do stuff for me. And then when I finally get it, it's not what I want it to be. So I like to do things on my own, especially if it's like music. Especially these days, because I can get it out quick. I can get it done quick and high quality, because that's just how how I work, you know. And um, but yeah, getting back on topic, this guy L.A. Russell, I definitely gonna start listening to him more. This this article here has a bunch of his songs and live performances, a bunch of his accolades, a bunch of the, these interviews. Um, and this was back in 2021, so since then, which is almost a whole year later, I'm pretty sure he's on top of the world right now, you know. So shout out to L.A. Russell. Being able to um, sell all those albums. Um, I found a more recent article where he teamed up with a restaurant in his hometown of Vallejo in a uh, pay what you want deal. So he rented out the spot. And um, let's see what it says here. And that was, he has paid full expenses at Momo's Cafe so locals can take advantage of a pay for you want, pay what you want deal. And it's a pay what you want deal. For anybody who wants to just come in and get a nice warm meal, so he paid the, he paid them out for the spot, and he's gonna have them you know cook or whatever for anybody who wants to come in. You pay whatever you can, so that that's you know that's giving back to the community. That's giving somebody that might not have had a nice warm meal in a long time, you know, something to eat, something good to eat for once. And I think that that's really dope and that's really commendable. Like this guy seems like a pretty stand up guy. I don't know if he's been in, involved in any drama or anything. I didn't really look that up. I don't really look for drama. I just report things as they are um, and just get my feelings on it. And this is not really like a news kind of thing. This is more commentary. This is more laid back. This is more like tabloidish. I'm just talking some shit. Like I try to keep my topics light and fun and positive and upbeat, you know, but sometimes it does get, I do get a little serious and I do get a little um, angry sometimes. And I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten angry doing some of this, talk about some of these topics on the pod, on the pod before. But um, shout out to L.A. Russell if you haven't checked him out. Um, he has a bunch. He dropped three albums this year. Um, and I took a listen to a few songs, you know, before I started, before I started this pod. And and I and I think his music, I think his music is dope. It's, it's again, it's that grindy, I'm on the come up type of rap. Um, and I I, I like that rap because I feel like that's when you see the artist the most the most genuine. You know, he's on Spotify, he's on Tidal, he's on Apple Music, so go check him out. The album I was checking out was I Hate When Life Go Life's Going Great. And it has like a bunch of 
No, that's a playlist. Wait, what? I'm bugging my fault. Let me go back. And let me give y'all the actual album name. Yeah, it's called I Hate When Life Going Great. And it's 11 songs on it. I like, I love I love 11 song albums. I feel like all them 20, 30 song albums, I don't like that. Because it's just like, I'm not, like, half of those are B-sides. You didn't need to put those on the album. You could have re- just released them on, on SoundCloud or something like that. Or I'll package them together into a mixtape or EP. Or just a, a package them together as a B-side. A B-side tape, like. Like you don't you don't you don't need thirty songs on an album like that doesn't to me that doesn't prove nothing because half of them are gonna be more than likely trash so um or not up to par to 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 the rest of the songs that you actually worked hard on so I mean shout out to Ellie Reed let's let's uh move on we spending too much time on one uh person so here's something that I think is hilarious it might get me quote unquote cancels but I don't care. Cancel culture is not real. It's the internet. People can't. People strangers over the internet cannot cancel you. If you ain't lose no bread from it, if you ain't lose no job from it, you can't be canceled. Even then, you still can't be canceled because you could just bounce right back. Dave Chappelle was canceled, quote unquote, before cancel culture was a thing. People say he was on crack. People said he was crazy. Bounced right back, and now he's richer and he's more successful than he was back in the beginning more free than he was back in the beginning so you know cancel culture is bullshit when i make my clothing line the first shirt i'm gonna make is called fuck cancel culture like that's an exclusive i just thought of that in my head before before the uh podcast like when i make my do my i plan on doing the clothing line down the road and the first shot i'm making is called fuck cancel culture and that's gonna sell like crazy i know it will i know it will and if anybody asks me the message behind it, I'm gonna tell you the message behind it right now. Um, cancel culture is not real; it's an internet thing. And who the fuck are you people to say somebody is canceled when you got skeletons in your closet too? When you're a sinner too? When you're not living on the straight and narrow either? So who the fuck are you to try to cancel somebody? I don't care what they did. You know what I'm saying? I know there's some things that are intolerable that need to be eradicated but at the same time chill out like chill out y'all not judging jury out here y'all not judging jury out here because if somebody wanted to cancel you for some of the things you said and did in the past then you'd be tight you'd be ready to fight for that you know so let's 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 quote unquote everybody likes to use that term keep the same energy let's keep that same energy with that so moving along to the topic um the thumbs up emoji is under attack. Yes, I said it. The thumbs up emoji is under attack. It's seen as passive aggressive and hostile by our youngins, our Gen Zers. Um, for those of you that don't know about the generations, um, I can tell you um, just from a quick search that uh, Gen Z is typically realized as um, people born in the years of like the mid to late, I would say more so the late nineties, um, and early 2010s. Like that's, that's the Gen Z people. Cause I, I will admit some of the people, some of these nineties, quote unquote nineties babies, like the, the ones like after like 97, like 97 and up, like, I don't know y'all, y'all kind of weird to me. Like y'all weird and sensitive. I don't know who, like who raised y'all, but not the same parents that raised us early 90s people. I was born in 1990. I'm 31. I'll be 32 
in um next April. I'm not afraid to say my age. My age is my age. I still look young for my age, and I'm still young. Period. So I could be 42 and still, I'm still gonna be on here. Still gonna be talking my shit. Still gonna be a gamer. Still gonna be a content creator. I don't give. I don't give a fuck if people know my age. You know what I'm saying? This is what I was meant to do. I feel like this is my calling. So, um. I've never been more happier doing this kind of stuff and I've never been more really successful doing this kind of stuff, you know? So, um, yeah. So Gen, so Gen Z, they don't like the thumbs up emoji. So, um, there was an opinion piece that I had looked up that gave, you know, some decent insight on, um, on, um, why and where these, um, ideas, came from i just had it what did i close it out wow did i close it out well anyway there was a there was a there was a reddit post basically and it says am i not being adult enough to be uncomfortable with the thumbs up emoji so there's a there's a long thread here um this was from like 11 10 months ago almost a years ago um some people i feel like the younger people the gen zers are, are agreeing with him and then the uh like the older people are like get a grip like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's under the subthread um adulting uh, if you want to check it out um it's under the subthread adulting and then it's, the question is um am I not adult enough to become comfortable to be comfortable with the am I adult enough to be comfortable with the thumbs up emoji like I I just think it's silly like it's it's is we're getting to this point of everybody's overly sensitive about everything. Nobody can take a joke. Nobody can, um, nobody can stand an alternative point of view. And like, we've just gone really soft in this society. Like, like it wasn't always like this, bro. Like people could speak their mind without people getting like overly offended. Like people could, you know, and we, we we're supposed to be in this era of progression. Like, and things of that nature and acceptance and tolerance. But those people that claim to be accepting and tolerant, if you don't think like them, they try to shun you. Like I've had many debates on YouTube, especially about my last topic that I'm going to speak about today. Um, and because I don't agree with them, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm a bigot. I'm, I'm anti-Semitic. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is nonsense. And it's just like, when did we become that soft? Like when, when I disagree with people, I just be like, all right, cool. Believe what you want to believe. Cool. Go ahead and do that, you know? But when people disagree with me, that I, I feel like I get personally attacked. Like, bro, like when like when did when did we get on that type of timing? Like, it was never like that. Like y'all wasn't y'all same people, these same people, y'all wasn't even acting like this five years ago. So when did the sensitivity come in? Y'all let society influence how y'all behave that much? To where y'all y'all sensitive and y'all can't take an alternative point of view? That's sad. That's really sad. Like you see, I'm getting worked up about it, but it's just it's just really sad what society has become, in a sense of like we used to be able to sit there and, you know, really talk about topics and have not the greatest dialogue, but a more decent dialogue than what we're having now. Because a lot of times these conversations and debates they boil down to personal insults and. You know, you're wrong. You're a bigot. You're you're the, you're you're a bigot. You're you're racist. You're anti-Semitic. You're this. You're that. You know what I'm saying? Like all because I somebody said something that the other side didn't want to hear. 
you know, and this goes goes both ways, no matter what side you stand on, left, right, whatever. You like, it's it's sad. Like I try to stay away from politics, but I feel like politics have like now infiltrated the minds and the thoughts of people to the point where you know everybody wants to try and be politically correct, and the people that don't want to be politically correct, they're seen as you know bigoted, racist, and every other name you can come up with in the book when all usually all it is is somebody disagreeing i'm not saying that there's not racist and bigoted people out there we're not talking about those people because we already know fuck those people you know those people need to grow and those people need to those people need to you know get a grip and realize that you know you can't act like that no more but we are just having a regular debate and you might even said something that was factual but or, or you might just be sharing your feelings and your feelings might not even be coming at nobody. Like, even if you double down and say, yo, I'm not coming at nobody. I'm not trying to be disrespectful because words can get misconstrued over the internet. You know, words can get misconstrued in real life. So sometimes you got to clarify that. And I'm the type of person to clarify that. No matter if I'm having a conversation on the internet or the phone or real life, I'm the type to clarify that. And you still, you still get, you still get met with that pushback because you disagree with the masses or you disagree with that particular person or that particular group of people. It's like, yeah, you can have free thought and free speech under these circumstances. So it ain't really free speech to, to be honest. So yeah, that's just uh frustrating that, you know, an emoji is causing people grief because they think it's hostile and it might be, it might be passive aggressive and hostile. Like, I've ended conversations with, the, okay, you got it, like, you know, and I might not have met it to be hostile, but somebody might have taken that hostile. And guess what? Who cares? That's life. Life is unfair. Life is harsh. Life is rough sometimes. It's not all lollipops and gumdrops all the time. Grow the fuck up. Like, seriously, like, seriously. Grow the fuck up. Like, it's, I don't know. That shit is pitiful to me. I don't know. Anyway, moving along. So, Music, you know, I've been I've been back on my metal and rock shit. So you're gonna see a few metal and rock. The the ones you don't notice that I mentioned this week, I mean this month in this pod, is um probably like a rock man. You know, I'll let you know if it is. But uh, here we go. So um, what I've been listening to lately. So Aviana, Illuminate. That's like that's a metal band. Um, Let Them Suffer, Snake. That is a metal band. Glorilla, Cardi B, Tomorrow Two, which is the remix to uh, Gorillas. <laughs> So, whew, Glorilla's um tomorrow tomorrow one. Um I like Glorilla. Gorilla's cool. I like her music. Um she seems like a very fun loving and down to earth kind of girl. You know, she obviously she she you know she hood, she's very hood, but she seems like she's like fun to hang around. She seems like a cool person. Seems like a genuine person from what I can see. I don't know the, I don't know her personally. I'm just saying going off what I can see, what I've seen of her and what I've heard of her from interviews and stuff like that. You know, interviews with her and stuff. Um, did the song with Cardi B. Very, she's very good at making catchy songs. You know, she comes on the beat with a more like husky kind of voice, despite being so small, such a small lady. You know, and I think that's a different vibe. Um, and I think that that's 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 cool. She, I like like what she doing. Shout out to um, Glorilla. So next song is uh G Herbo dropped a new album. I fuck I fuck with G Herbo a lot. Like I don't really mention him a lot, but that's one of those artists I do listen to. I like how he took that hood mentality, but he didn't let that hood mentality keep him in the hood. Like he got out of the hood. He'll come back to do music videos and give back to the community, but 
it don't seem like he'd be in the hood like that. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really, I don't follow every single celebrity's personal life, so I don't know where they'd be at. But it seems like he he has a more evolved mind. Like like when I watch interviews of him, you know, it seems like he has a more evolved mind than the typical like rapper that raps his style, like drill style type rap, like Chicago drill style style type rap. So shout out to him. So. Another one's Duke Deuce and Glorilla. Just say that. I like that song. Very fun song, you know. Very ratchet hood song. I like that. Um, Lil Yachty Poland. I hate the song, but I love it because it's so catchy because of that chorus. Um, next, the story of the year. That's a rock band. Tammy to Pieces. Uh, Swerve City featuring Frank Digits. Now, Swerve City and Frank, those are two professional wrestlers, but they also rap. So, um, Swerve Strickland is in AEW, and Frank goes under the name Top Dollar in WWE, and he's in a faction called uh, Hit Row. So, if, you know, if you want to listen to them you, or see them perform in the ring, you can search that up. My wrestling fans know who these two are, but in case you don't, that's who they are. Um, next, uh, Ron Suno featuring Dusty Locaine and On Point Like OP and Ross Swish, Buzz Down. That's another, um, you know, dr New York drill music, if you don't know. Um, just a very fun, it was a very fun video. They just in downtown in Times Square, wilding out, dancing, getting sturdy and shit like that. You know, I fuck with that. Um, next is like a, a metal band. Um, they're called Traders. The song is called New World Order. Dope song. They always bring the heavy. I fuck with that. I've been fuck, I fuck with that band since like 2011. So um, next is Hammerhead. Tunnel. This is like this is a, a viral. These these kids are viral because they they um they started as like a little band like playing in their garage, and they were playing like some. They were covering Metallica. They were playing like and they original songs was dope too. Like I feel like all of their parents are like former musicians or something like that, you know, because they were playing like some really advanced like advanced for their age type thrash metal, you know, and now they're taking like the Meshuggah kind of approach, like early Meshuggah. Like very Metallica inspired, but like with polyrhythms and more gritty vocals and things of that nature. Some of y'all don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now, but some of y'all that listen to heavy metal will know. I try to give y'all some metal, some rock takes, just to give y'all something different to listen to. You know, everything is not doesn't have to be about hip hop and R and B. I love hip hop and R and B. That's my base, but I listen. I probably these days I probably listen to metal. You know, and for the past few years, I've probably listened to metal more than hip hop, but um. Still love it though. Next is the next one is also a rock band, metal band, whatever you want to call it. You know, they've kind of floated between the two genres in the past in recent years. Um the band is called A Day to Remember and the song is called Miracle. Very uh radio friendly, like a pop like it's just like modern you know, like modern like rock and roll that you would hear on any like rock station. Um so check that out. Um it's a really unique song here, it's a rap song. Artist name was Coach K. Song is called Halloween. Um, it was interesting, like his flow, his concept for the video. This is an artist I'm gonna pay attention to. He's like an indie artist. I saw him on uh, his song is one of is the outro for this this um YouTube creator called uh, Jideon. Some of you might have heard of him, some of not. J I D I O N, and that's the outro. And I'm like, that song kind of knock a little bit. Let me let me check it out. I checked it out. He had this, this whole concept. This whole horror concept for the video and like his flow was kind of cool and the beat was knocking. So I was like, yeah, this is this is I like this. 
So uh, moving along, we got a solo rock artist called Nita Strauss. She's a guitarist. And uh, the song is called The Wolf You Feed, featuring Alyssa White Gloves of Arc Enemy, which is like a, another heavy metal band, like death metal kind of kind of vibes um i actually I actually played a show of her back way back in the day um she was in another band called the agonist um i think let me let me i'm get i don't want to get her mixed up with the other lady because you know i i don't you know i don't i don't like to get i don't like to give misinformation so Lissa white i think she was in the agonist before and she switched and she switched bands into yep yep Yep, she was in the Agonist from 2004 to 2014, and then she joined Arch Enemy in 2014. She's been there ever since. So yeah, I um, I played a show with her with her old band, The Agonist, which was another like death metal kind of band, and she sounded dope live even back then in 20 what was that 2013 2014. So um, shout out to her. That was a dope song. And last but not least, um, or for what I'm gonna give you for now is Polyphia Bloodbath. So Polyphia is like this new age, progressive rock, poppy kind of band, and they've been having a lot of songs with vocalists in it lately. Um, they have another song with a ABC called ABC with Sophia Black, if you know who that is. And um, uh, this one is with Chino Marino from the band from the rock band Deftones, um, and that's one of my favorite bands. So seeing them collab was just awesome. So check that out if you get a chance. Uh, if if there's one song. That I would suggest y'all check out if you like if you like you're not really into rock but you want to check out some rock music. I would say that song, Polyphia Bloodbath. So it's spelled P O L Y P H I A Bloodbath. And then I think you'll 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 like that. You'll like that song. So um moving on along. And welcome back to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, The Justice Falls Experiment. So um, my last topic here, which I saved for last because I knew I was probably going to talk about it for a little bit, is the whole Kanye West situation. So um, we're just going to start with the uh, the White Lives Matter shirt and the anti-Semitic quote-unquote comments. Um, now, we're going to define anti-Semitic as... Uh, hostile or prejudice against the Jewish people. That's from Oxford. That's the official uh that's the official uh definition of it. Many people look to Oxford or Merriam Webster as like the source, the authority on defining words. So um there's even a page on the US Department of State um called Defining Anti Semitism. Um, it has a working definition along with examples, and it's just a whole page just explaining uh, anti-Semitic acts and anti-Semitic um, words and things of that nature and examples in the past and things of that nature. So um, now that we now that we understand that um, we're going to talk about what. Uh, what uh what uh Kanye was saying um he went on he went on Drink Champs Drink Champs is a podcast by um rapper Noriega and it's under Revolt TV which is owned by uh P Diddy or Sean Combs whatever you want to call him whatever he goes by these days um and Ye went on there um he officially changed his name to Ye by the way 
Um, and he said a lot of uh, some of the things he said were true. You know, some of the things he said were kind of out of pocket and wild. Um, he blame he pretty much blamed the uh, Jewish people for his uh, downfall, and he gave a couple examples. Um, I'm trying to tread lightly because I'm not trying to have this clipped five years from now. Y'all try to cancel me because I mean it's not gonna work anyway. But I'm just treading lightly anyway. You know, just just to keep my platform afloat. I have nothing. I have no problems with the Jewish people. I never have. I would like to learn more about their history, actually, being that my people are also a part of that, like the black Israelites and things of like that. Like my people are definitely uh, a part of that history. So I would like to learn more about that. I would like to be educated on that. So uh, maybe this will be a call for for me to be educated. If anybody's hearing this one day, um, I would like to, you know, reach out and, you know, I would like to walk, you know, walk with you people and talk with you people and and uh clear up a lot of you know misconceptions and, and really have a dialogue because that's how we come together as one as a people you know but um back to back on topic um he lost a lot in this deal he lost the balenciaga deal his channel agency dropped him his uh bank dropped him chase bank um his lawyers parted ways with him his uh his uh, label got dropped off for of Def Jam, which I think, which I believe Def Jam is under uh, Universal. Let me check. Def Jam. Def Jam parent company. Let me check the parent company. I think it's, I, I do believe it's Universal. Um, yep. Yep. Def Jam is under Universal, which explains a lot because he's been arguing with people from Universal for however many years, you know, um, that that was before any any crazy remarks. This is before even the Trump stuff. Before the Yeezus stuff, you know, he was he been arguing, trying to get out get out of um, Def Jam because they own all his masters. So he been trying to get out of that deal for the longest time. So, um, and I just think that that was the case with most of the contracts that he was in. Look at all the contracts he was in. He was trying to get out of Yeezy because Yeezy, um, because Adidas. You, he was trying to get out of Adidas. Sorry, Yeezy is is what he owns. He doesn't own the designs to the Yeezys, even though he designed them. Um, but Adidas owns the design, so they're going to keep selling the shoe, which I'll get to in a minute. But, um, he been trying to get out of that forever because they did Yeezy Day without his permission and they released colorways of the sneaker without his permission. So he's been beefing with them. Balenciaga, he's had beef with them. Like I, th and like Louis V and all of that. Like, that's why he went straight, straight to the source. Like he went straight to working with Virgil, which is, well, you know, Virgil LaBeouf, um, RIP to that man. He was one of the lead designers. He came up with Off White, you know, and he was just one of the defining designers of this culture. Like everybody buys his stuff. Like when he died, all of his designs, of whether it be sneakers or clothes, skyrocketed. Even though they was already at high prices, like designer level prices. So, um, he made a Kanye back, back to Ye. He made a tweet called. He made a tweet that said he was going to go DefCon Five against the Jewish people. He went on Drink Champs and said that uh, I can say something anti-Semitic and Adidas won't drop me. So it's like I feel like he went to. I'm not saying he's right. He's not right for making these comments about these people. Um, but what I am saying is that he tried the professional way to get out of these contracts. Didn't work. So he had to behave irrationally, which is also not right. But that's that's just the facts of the matter. Like he if you look through the history, instead of just looking at this moment right here, he's been trying to get out of all these contracts. So really, he got what he wanted. If we being honest, you know, 
Um, it's just the problem is, you know, with all the things going on in his life, with his the, the situation with his baby mother and his and all of that, um com- compounded with this, you know, that got him in trouble. And now he's he's down he's he he's got the freedom that he wanted, but his view in the public eye, like well half of the public eye, because he still has millions of supporters, um, is is kind of crazy right now. You know, he was trying to get out of chase too. There was there's articles from CNET and Wall Street Journal and all that stating that he was trying to get out of um chase too. They wouldn't they they didn't want to end the relationship. But as soon as he said something about those people, Jewish people, they let him go. And that to me, to me, he, he said slavery was a choice. He said he's the new Gandhi. He said we're all slaves to something. You know, he did he did he did uh he did uh, he supported Donald Trump, which can get you knocked off a lot of a lot of platforms, you know, because of how divisive Trump is, you know, and nothing really of consequence happened to him other than people not liking him until he commented on the Jewish people. Now, um, here's where we get to the nitty gritty. And here's the part that people are probably going to try to clip from like five years from now because they feel like what I'm about to say is anti-Semitic, but it's not. I'm actually giving praise and giving credit to these people, but Cool, whatever. I'll I'll uh I'll die on this hill. Um, people say that you know, if you look at the industries and you look at the business being done, it, it ain't hard to tell. Um, there's other examples other than yay, you know. Jewish people, I know, like it might be a small percentage of them, you know, but. A lot of them, they run a lot of these industries or they do business with the people that run a lot of these industries. And that's just plain as day, like whether they're the lawyers, whether they actually run the companies like the CEOs, like the CEO, like Gap dropped them to see the CEO of Gap is, is Jewish. OK, um, so examples like that, um, Facebook CEO is Jewish, you know, Kanye's been blocked off of all or limited or shadow banned on all platforms you know what i'm saying i don't me personally i don't think that's a coincidence you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing anyway i actually respect that like they have a certain amount of the the little the little minority of them that are in positions of power they hold a lot more power than i think people give them credit for i know not every jewish person has power i know that i'm not stupid like they were an oppressed people you know, that that incident happened and it's still lingering effects. You all know what incident I'm talking about. One starts with the H. I'm not going to say it. Um, that incident happened and it still has lingering effects today. People still got numbers on their body. The stars and star of David on their body. Shit, like, you know, things like that. I, I respect that and I'm sympathetic to that because of what my people went through, what black people went through. And I was told by saying that Jewish people have power in this country that that's anti-Semitic, but... I don't see how that could be anti-Semitic because that's not prejudice. I'm not placing prejudice on them. I'm actually complimenting them on having the power, having the power that they do, you know, because because they have a whole they have a whole statement. They have a whole word like term for going against them in any way, which would be anti-Semitism. Black people don't have that. Asian people don't have that. Latino community don't have that. That's just bundled under general racism you know what i'm saying despite all that they've been through despite all we've been through middle passage and all of that and slavery we were slave by our own people to be honest that was a part of it you know brought over to this country you know and 
you know, we don't have a term. We don't have a specific term. That's just all bundled under racism. So I feel like just that alone, just them having their own term for for going against their belief and ideologies, you know. And I know I know that um, being Jewish is not like a race. It's like it's a train of thought. It's a religion. It's a it's a uh, order of discipline that people follow. Anybody can be Jewish. It's black Jews, it's white Jews, you know, all things of that nature, you know. Um, I was just speaking of that. There was a, uh, there's um, one of the owners of the Nets is having a problem with Kyrie Irving because he mentioned he said some things about the black Israelites. Um, and they and there was a movie and a book that he mentioned, and um, the owner who was Jew, one of the owner Nets owners who was Jewish, but he like Jewish, um. As far as like his ideology, that's he, he's 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 Jewish, but he's he was an Asian man, like nationality wise, like he's an Asian man. You know what I'm saying? So anybody could be, you know, uh, Jewish. You know, you know, it's ideology, not a not a race. I understand that, but it's like those people have a lot of power. I mean, that's what I want to say. You want to clip me for that and say that I'm being anti-Semitic by giving praise to people, then. I'll take that. You want to say I'm stereotyping people? I'll I'll take that. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's true. Like, it just is. Like, nothing happened to Kanye West. Nothing of consequence. All the wild shit he said and did. Nothing happened to him until he commented on Jewish people. They don't play when it comes to anti-Semitism. And the people that they work with, the people that they partner with, which is a lot of people in these companies that dropped him, don't play that shit either. So they dropped him too. And and that and that's just the facts of the matter. Like I don't understand what's so crazy about what's so crazy about saying that when that's exactly what happened. It's a fact that nothing of real consequence other than the public opinion about him got worse. He didn't lose anything, really, until he said something about Jewish people. Adidas didn't drop him. Balenciaga didn't drop him. His lawyers didn't drop him. His talent agency didn't drop him. He couldn't get out of the situation with Def Jam. Although he was working to do all those things. But nothing, none of that happened until he spoke on them people. So I don't know if that's not power to y'all. Y'all can believe what y'all want to believe. I believe what I believe. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm just using what's happening, what's happening in the world and not how I feel. You know, I'm using like data that's actually real life data that's happening in the world to you know form my opinion i don't know what y'all use form your opinion based off of but yeah that's that's how i feel on that um particular point of view i'm not going to speak on candace owens um candace owens to me um she has an agenda that she has to follow because she aligns herself politically with the right so you know, the people signing her checks and the people, you know, the people that are uh, supporting her, you know, she has to keep it cute for them. You know, even though she has said some really true things, it's some things that she said that I agree with, even though she's a conservative. Like, I'm not really I feel like both sides, conservative and liberals, they have their problems. You know, you know, I don't really align myself politically with any one group. You know, and she has said a lot of true things, but that her take on this white lives matter stuff, that shirt, the whole take on why they did it. Like, I'm not, I'm not really into that. I'm not really into that. Like, 
I don't like her explanation. I didn't like her explanation. I feel like she kind of, what she often does, what is what I think she kind of dances around the, around the point, the actual point that's being made in order to make her point, you know, because she has an agenda that she has to follow, you know. So, and I, I don't knock her. I mean, you believe what you believe. Like I'm not mad at nobody for believing what they believe, as long as you ain't being racist or sexist or or anything like or anything of. Of, of that of that nature you know or just outright lying like there's this a lot of truth out there like why why you're here just lying just blatantly lying about stuff or not telling the full truth about stuff or trying to sugarcoat stuff to you know make something seem like it's not what it is and because you're an educated woman because you're an educated person it sounds cool but if you really know you know you know if you really know you know you know People, people that just blindly follow religions, you, you could catch those people because you, you're a very educated woman, you're very well spoken, and you have a hot, you have a big platform. But people that really know what's going on is not gonna go for that. They're gonna push back against you because you're you're lean, you're lean to a side. You have an ideology that you believe in, and you're lean towards that side, which is the right side, the the right side politically, not right as in right or wrong. So anything you say can be rebutted, you know with other with all with other facts and other you know other um details you know so yeah so that's how i feel about the kind situation um somebody's probably gonna clip this five years from now when i'm like a bigger creator and say oh justice falls says anti-semitic comments but if you play this back and you really believe that anything i said was anti-semitic i don't know i, I really don't know what to tell you i really don't know i'm actually praising these people for being unified in business and being unified in their belief system. Like, I wish my people were like that. My people, there's a saying, you know, black people aren't a monolith. We're not. The Jewish people, they are a monolith. Like, for the most part, like, I know there's the, there's the radical black Israelites groups that are, you know, they've, they've inflicted, they've inflicted violence against, you know, people and stuff, things of that nature. You know, I know, I know about, you know, what's going on overseas, you know, like, I know about all of that. I know about all that. I understand that. But in this country, and for the most part, they're united under one ideology for the most part. And this, these, these are things I heard. These are things I've been told from actual Jewish people. I don't, I don't just come and blindly state stuff about people, about people. That's not my people, the people that's not my people. Like these are things I've been told by actual Jewish people. Like I, I did the research. I'm not a dummy. Like, you know, there is division within that community, but even with that division, they're still they're still more unified than most other communities, especially my community, the black community. Like let's be like let's be a, keep that all the way being. Like we not we not unified as black people, you know. We're not we don't move in a certain way. That's that's uh um what's the word I'm looking for? We move in a way that's often detrimental to our progress. We have that crab in the barrel mentality. Granted, that comes from years of oppression and slavery, and that's what's left over. And they still try to put us in a box. They try to put us in all in the projects. They they want us to kill each other and all that things of that nature. But eventually, we're strong enough, and we have the resources, and we have the opportunity and the ability to improve that. But we don't do that. We only look out for ourselves. Like I understand going back to the hood, giving out some turkeys, giving out some, giving out, giving out food, giving out clothes. But we gotta do, we gotta, we gotta unify on a bigger level. We gotta talk with our dollar. We gotta talk with our dollar for real. Like, 
and we got to stop fighting each other. You got to stop fighting, stop the infighting, stop fighting each other because that's not going to get us anywhere. You know, we got that crab in the barrel. I got to get mine mentality. And that's just detrimental to our progress in this country and detrimental to us gaining any sort of real power in this country. Only only area we have power in really is entertainment and not really because we got people that don't look like us most for the most part signing our checks. Like we got to get in these war rooms. And I, that's what I hate when people try to sit there and talk about people like Jay-Z and say he's Illuminati and he's 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 a cool this and a cool that like he's the only black man that's getting in these offices with these with these people that don't look like us and making and making it viable for he's putting a black face in these rooms so that makes it viable for the next black person to come up and do more you know next thing you know you're gonna see more black faces on the board on this board of uh, representatives you know you're gonna see more black you're gonna see more majority majority owners and you're gonna see more major black majority owners you're gonna see more um more uh black faces like in the boardrooms and more black like majority stockholders and things of that nature like jay-z's carving the path like to call to call him illuminati and say he's illuminati and he's he's a coon because he's going in there shaking their hands that's what's keeping us down that's how they want us to think that's how they want us to fucking think like we got to get our foot in these doors and and change these industries like if it ain't because if it ain't into if it ain't basketball or music or performing arts or fashion, we don't really, we're not really owning nothing. We're not really doing anything. Those, there's people that own those, those other industries. The people that own those industries don't look like us. And people like Jay-Z are, are trying to change that. And y'all just shoot them down, shoot them down. Like that, that's, that's, that's what they want. They, that, that's, that's what the people that don't like us, that's what they want. They want us to stay down. They don't want us to rise to power again. They don't want, they don't want another black wall street. If they did want another Black Wall Street, we would have. They would have helped us do it by now, or not kept us from doing it. How many times have people been discriminated? And how many news stories have you seen of people been discriminated? You know, trying to buy a house, trying to buy a property. How many people? How many times have you seen Black people be discriminated against trying to get a loan? How much people have been killed by racism and police brutality? Like, come on, like y'all really gotta wake up and see what's going on and stop making excuses for what's going on. It's, it is what's, that's what's happening. You know, we are still, I'm not going to say we're oppressed, but we're still, um, limited in what we can do because of outside forces and because of, of how we, how we treat each other. And we got to improve on that. We just have to improve on that. So that's, that's that on that. That's all, that's all I'm going to say for now. So now I'm going to offer you guys some Zen, as I often do. And uh, this one comes from Emery Tate. Emery Tate is the first black grandmaster of chess. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, um, he's a, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, he's the father of Andrew Tate, first of all. Um, now, I got a whole take on Andrew Tate. I think I get my take on Andrew Tate at, in a previous podcast. But Andrew Tate is a guy that, uh, very polar, polarizing individual, um, and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about the man and people don't take the time to do the research to correct themselves. And he, and before he even gets to speak for himself and clarify what he says, people just dogpile on him and focus on 
just little clips, little clips, little TikTok clips from people that don't like him, you know, and shit like that, you know. Um, but the man, he has said a lot of uh, intelligent things, a lot of truthful things, you know. And he said some. He said he said some things that are deemed irrational, you know, and a little bit wild and a little bit misogynist, you know. Um, I think it's more so his delivery rather than what he says, but um, same thing like Kevin Samuels is more so his delivery rather than what he said. Like if you really listen to what he's saying and and you're able to receive the the point that he's making, then you'll see that, damn, he kind of is right. <laughs> he kind of is right about that. Um, you take, but that that just goes into what I was talking about earlier with the thumbs up emoji. This world being so sensitive and people not being able to take alternative points of views and people having to be talked to like children in order for them to not get offended. But they, but they, but those same people get to talk crazy and insult other people, other groups of people, for their beliefs. You get to call. Y'all get to call. Y'all get to make fun of Kevin Hart's. I mean Kevin Samuel's death. Y'all get to call him gay. Y'all get to accuse him of being gay. Y'all get to putting fake videos up of him being gay. But if he tell you you're the size of a running back and you need to lose weight if you want these type of men that you want, then all then that's wrong. Y'all jump down his neck for that, but y'all don't jump down people's neck for celebrating his death. That's that's the fuckery that I'm talking about. That's an example of the fuckery in this world that I'm talking about. Like y'all y'all are um really out of pocket with that. Really out of pocket with that. Like. I don't give my worst enemy died today. I wouldn't celebrate it. I just be like, damn, that's crazy. You know, y'all, y'all are weird. Y'all are weird for that. But let me get back to the Zen. I don't went on a rant. Um, Emery Tate is Andrew Tate's father. Um, he was a, a great, uh, black chess prayer. He was, he paved the way for a lot of black people play. He played the way pretty period for black people playing chess. You know, um, there's, uh, a man called Maurice Ashley. He was the first black grandmaster of chess. He called Tate an absolute trailblazer in African-American chess. So much respect to that man. So um, the quote is from him. And the quote is as such. I'm going to read it slowly because it has a lot of uh, vocabulary that you might not understand. You may or may not understand. I didn't understand it when I first read it. I had to look up some of these words. So he said, my unmatched perspicacity." Coupled with sheer indefatigability makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. I'll read that again. My unmatched perspicacity, coupled with sheer indefatigability, coupled with sheer indefatigability, makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. So, perspicacity is basically persistence, and indefatigability is. You basically don't get tired. Like you, you have that sheer force of will. You know, like you just keep going. It makes me a, which makes him a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. So, basically, what that means to me is whatever you put your mind to, you could do it. If you believe you could do something, you can do it. Like if you believe you could do something and you work hard at it, and you you remain persistent and you remain, you know, infatigable, infatigable, you know, indefatigable then you can get far in this world. And I that, that so that that message resonated with me, you know, and I think that that was just really cool. Like I will I will put that quote on a shirt to be honest. So um shout out to Emory Tate, shout out to Tate family. Um I hope he does get his platforms back in some way shape or form. He has been going on a lot of interviews and things of that nature. Um 
I just think I I think he'll he'll eventually get his platforms back at some point, you know, because I just think silencing and canceling people, it's not gonna do nothing. It doesn't do anything to progress humanity. If we all think one 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 mind and one way, you need alternative points of view in the world so you can learn stuff about other people. You know? Like you could be like you know, I mentioned how like Jewish people are united under one ideology, but I but I guarantee you they're 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 some of the more opening and accepting people to other ideologies. You know, they're willing to at least sit down and talk with you and hear what you have to say, and then they'll rebut with what they think. You know, from what I've been told, from what I've researched, from the Jewish people that I've spoken to, you know, and from the research that I've done, and like videos I've seen of other Jew you know Jewish people talking. You know, so. I feel like we all need to be, you know, more open to other ideologies and not just try to write them off as, you know, these these names and these labels, these harmful labels we try to put on each other because that's not going to get us anywhere as a people at all. So um, that's it, y'all. That's it, y'all. That's the pod. Uh, I know this one is a little longer. I know I, I told y'all that, 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 that this last topic, <laughs> that last topic about Kanye, that was going to be pretty long. Um. Hopefully, uh, you know, five years from now, I don't get clipped. Uh, I probably will get clipped and say, oh, justice is anti-Semitic. Like, I'm not anti-Semitic. I don't I don't hate anybody. I don't have the energy or the time to sit there and hate somebody like I, I love everybody. Matter of fact, I, I love everybody and I especially love everybody that love me. You feel me? I, I spread love and positivity, but that don't mean I can't have some pushback and some different point of view on certain topics. So. Y'all wanna y'all wanna label me as that and try to cancel me? Cool. I really don't care. Cause I didn't really say nothing crazy. So um Yeah, there's there's people there's pro there's super problematic people that still have a platform, you know, and y'all don't say nothing about them. I, I watched the creator uh say that all black men should be aborted, you know, and the rest of us should basically be killed off or put in cages or shit like that. And that person still has like hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of thousands of views. I'm not going to expose the person, but just, you know, shit like that, shit like that. Like you, you can say things like that about certain things like that. Like we're select, we're so selective with how we, you know, choose to be when we choose to be righteous about certain shit. Nah, I don't like that. That's, that's, that's fake as fuck to me. So yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's the show. Um, again, follow YouTube channel. I, I'm about to hit 400 subscribers. I got 398. Let's get me to 500 before the year is out. Five, maybe six hundred before the years years out. If you're listening to this, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, the gaming channel. I got a lot of funny content on there. I got a lot of unboxings. I got a lot of reactions. Holla at your boy. YouTube.com slash Justice X Falls. Alright. So um this is your boy Justice Falls. And this has been the greatest podcast you've never heard of, the Justice Falls Experiment.